grab our Bibles, Joshua chapter 3. Joshua chapter 3. And so far, the entire, um, all the sermons I've preached out of Joshua have been leading up to this point. um, Israel is finally at the Jordan River, and they are preparing to cross the Jordan River finally. And it's their excitement and all that. Let's go ahead and read Joshua chapter 3. Begin reading in verse number 7, and we'll read through the end of the chapter. And the Lord said unto Joshua, This day will I begin to magnify thee in the sight of all Israel, that they may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. And thou shalt command the priests that bear the ark of the covenant, saying, When ye are come to the brink of the water of Jordan, ye shall stand still in Jordan. And Joshua said unto the children of Israel, Come hither and hear the words of the Lord your God. And Joshua said, Hereby shall ye know that the living God is among you, and that he will without fail drive out from before you the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Hivites and the Perizzites and the Girgashites and the Amorites and the Jebusites. Behold, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth passeth over before you into Jordan. Now therefore take you twelve men out of the tribes of Israel, out of every tribe a man. And it shall come to pass as soon as the soles of the feet of the priest that bear the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, shall rest in the waters of Jordan, that the waters of Jordan shall be cut off from the waters that come down from above, and they shall stand upon an heap. And it came to pass when the people removed from their tents so to pass to pass over Jordan and the priests bearing the ark of the covenant before the people. And as they bear the ark, as they that bear the ark were come unto Jordan and the feet of the priests that bear the ark were dipped in the brim of the water for Jordan overfloweth all his banks all the time of harvest that the waters which came down from above stood and rose up upon an heap very far from the city Adam, that is beside Zeratan. And those that came down toward the sea of the plain, even the salt sea, failed and were cut off. And the people passed over right against Jericho. And the priests that bare the ark of the covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the midst of Jordan. And all the Israelites passed over on dry ground until all the people were passed clean over Jordan. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you for the opportunity that we have to open up your word. We thank you for the truth that is in it. I just pray this evening, Lord, that you would help me to communicate your word and that uh, you would speak to hearts as I cannot, Lord, and that you would be honored and glorified and we could leave here different than we came, that we could know more about you and live differently because of your word In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. When you look ahead, when you and I look ahead, there's great trials in our life. No matter what's going on, we can look ahead, we can see things that God wants to do in our life. Just Brother Franz is getting ready to plant out of this church, Morris Park Baptist Church. 
And looking ahead, you can see, you see something right here in front of you. Like, how am I going to get over this obstacle? But then you look a little farther ahead, and it gets even more scary. How on earth are we going to do this? How on earth are we going to do that? And it sounds great saying, I know God can do it. In fact, that's, that's the title of the message tonight, is No God Can. And it's a whole lot easier to stand here and say, Brother Franz, I know God can do a work in Morris Park Baptist Church. I know God can do that. But I'm sure Brother Franz would explain to you, it's a whole different scenario from me looking at it and saying, I know God can, and Brother Franz looking at, i got to find a place to meet. All these pastors have invest, in churches have invested thousands and thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars, into this endeavor to go plant God's church in the Bronx. We don't even have a place to meet yet. We, don't, we haven't had one convert yet. Whatever. It's totally different from me saying, I know God can. And Brother Franz looking at the trials and struggles that are coming in his life that are going to need the supernatural workings of God and him saying, I know God can, but for him it's personal. And for each one in this auditorium tonight, each person that we come in contact with, It's easy to say, I know God can solve your problems. I know the Bible has an answer. But it's a completely different scenario when it's you who are looking at the problems. When it is your family member that you're trying to witness to. And you say, I know God can do this. But at this time, it's it's your struggle. This time, it's your trial. You need God. Not you. It isn't that you know God can work in someone else's life. It's that you desperately need God to work in your life, in your family member's life. In Union Baptist Church, North Brooklyn Baptist Church, we have seen God do some amazing things. But there are still greater battles ahead. There's the auditorium. We haven't even looked at the auditorium yet. Oh boy. That, that is a, going to be a great battle. But we know God has already worked some amazing miracles. Whether you're newly saved or have lived for the Lord for years, God is not done with you. God hasn't finished moving you forward. There's going to be trials. There's going to be struggles still ahead. God is still in the process of transforming you into the image of His Son. And in our flesh dwelleth no good thing. Paul says that in the book of Romans. It isn't that in of ourselves we have any ability to accomplish, to overcome the struggles that are ahead in our life. I can't look at my life and say, I know that's what God wants me to come, and man, let's get at it. I'm ready to go. No, the more I look at what is ahead of me, the more I say, I am inadequate. When I truly understand what is truly ahead, the trials that are going to come, the ones I don't even know are going to come. I desperately need the supernatural hand of God. To me, seek to move ahead on my own, to accomplish what God has for me on my own, without God's intervention, would be the height of foolishness. Wouldn't you agree that? To attempt to do the things of God without God's supernatural working would be the height of foolishness. It would be empty. It would be vain. There would be, because there is nothing we can accomplish. But God doesn't just say, here you go, bail out. Here's your shoot. See you on the other side. 
No, God, if when we follow God, he is with us each and every step of the way, God doesn't just desert us on some island and say, well, I'm coming back for you sometime, be ready. No, God has left his spirit in our lives. God is supernaturally working each and every day as we follow and obey his plans. What would happen if you gave a first grader an algebra test? Okay. Now, looking, I've graduated high school. At least I hope I did. Well, I graduated high school. What, it would be foolish for me to say, I can do math. I can do first grade math. I can do a first grade math pretty easily right now. I would, I would hope anyways, right? But you don't give a first grader an algebra test. But to a first grader, that first grade test is all he can handle, isn't it? That first learning to how many have seen a little kid while well, growing up. I struggled and I see my little brothers and sisters as they're growing up, going through school. And they're sweating it out learning two plus two equals four. Why is this so hard? Why is this so hard? But then they get to the next grade and suddenly they're not worried about two plus two equals four. They're starting to learn multiplication and then long division, and then algebraic equations, they move forward doing different things. God doesn't start a new Christian out with this great struggle. Sometimes there's trials and struggles in your life. If a first grader could look ahead and see algebra, he would be, what is it? This is crazy, I'm giving up now. Just, just follow with me with the illustration here. But as that first grader applies himself and works at it and begins to study his math and do his homework. He's going to learn his first grade material. And then he's going to learn his second grade material. And he can know the answers to the second grade material by learning the first grade material and then learning the second. It builds on each other. And he can know that 2 plus 2 still equals 4 even when he's doing algebra. Because he's learning and working through it. And he learns how to do it step by step. And as the child's understanding grows, so does the test. That's why we call it school. That's why we call it learning. That's why we call it moving forward. That's why he can graduate. Because he has learned the lessons and moved forward. And Israel is getting ready to take some tests. They have finished their test in the wilderness. They're getting ready to finally cross into the promised land. Even the lessons that I've started in Joshua with God having to come to Joshua and say, be strong and of a good courage and tell, tell the people of Israel, hey, you need to follow God. And people coming to Joshua and say, we're going to follow you exactly the way we followed Moses. Followed Moses. And then the, the Rahab and Joshua sending the spies out to there and finding God's doing exactly what he said he was going to do. And then the people needed to be in the place God wanted them to be so they could be ready to cross over the Jordan River. And then the Lord comes unto Joshua again and says, Listen, today, this day, verse number 7, This day will I begin to magnify thee in the sight of all Israel, that they may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. God had already promised Joshua, I'm going to be with you the same way I'm going to be with Moses. But 
God told Joshua, in this day, in this day Israel, I'm going to lift you up. Israel is going to see that not only have I promised I'm going to be with you as I was with Moses, I'm not, they're just not going to know I promised that. They're going to see me working in your life and in their life the same miraculous way as you worked in Moses' life. I'm going to be working in your life. You can be sure that I'm going to be with you. Israel had seen God work through Moses. It, it, it was the provisions in the wilderness with the manna coming, with the quail coming, with water out of the rock. They had seen God working through Moses. Joshua was the new leader. They needed to know that God was not limited by who was leading the children of Israel. That God was the same supernatural working no matter who was in charge because it was the same God. And God was going to take Joshua and say, and tell, show the children of Israel, I'm with you the same way I was with Moses. You can still trust me as God. You can know that I'm still going to be there working. I have not changed even though the leadership was changed. That must have been an encouragement to Joshua here. He says, he wasn't out there saying, I'm gonna, I have to, um, build up my resume so Israel knows I can that they can follow me, that I'm following God. No, he was waiting on God and God told him, I'm gonna lift you up and show you that I, show everyone that I am working in your life the exact same way with the same power that I was working in Moses' life. They're gonna know that I am with you the same way. Okay, so you say, well, why is that so important? Great. Israel needed to know that Joshua was with God and God was with Joshua. But see, Israel was facing some tests. Israel was facing some struggles, some trials, where they needed the supernatural hand of God. And they needed to know that God was with them. They needed to know that they had the power of God in their lives to meet the struggles that were coming. Facing them immediately in front of them was an overflowing Jordan River. We talked about it a little bit last week, how um, the river was just gushing. It was powerful. It was overwhelming. And that was a test right in front of them. But thinking ahead, if they had had time, like we talked about just in the introduction, thinking ahead with Morris Park Baptist Church and the greater struggles that were going to come, they weren't just facing the Jordan River and that's what they had to cross. They were facing much greater tests ahead of them. They weren't just trying to get their children and their cattle and all of that across a flooded river. And how many people in our country lose their lives every year because of floods and the dangers of the water that's in there? This wasn't something to be laughed at. This was an event where they needed, if they were going to cross Jordan River at this time, they needed the supernatural hand of God. They needed God to work a miracle. They needed God to do something mighty in their lives if they were going to cross the Jordan River. But they knew just on the other side of Jordan River was Jericho with walled cities, with warrior people. Remember, Israel, was not, they had fought some battles, yes. They had weapons, yes. But they were a former slave people. They weren't trained in the art of war. They didn't have their generals all there with their, um, all organized. They had 
troops from each nation. They knew who was going to march here, etc. They hadn't ordered a battle. But they were not a warrior people. They were not a warrior-like people. They, they had cattle. They had families. Some of the nations that they were going to face, like the Philistines, Goliath, who was hundreds of years later, but he trained for war from his youth. These were nations and people who literally lived for war and fighting against each other. They were going to go and they were going to conquer their cities. They were going to fight the children of Anakim or the sons of the giants that, um, that the, when the, excuse me, that when the children of Israel, the twelve spies, saw them the generation before, they said, we can't defeat them because they're there. They didn't just have to cross the Jordan River. They had to cross the Jordan River and there was battle after battle, trial after trial, struggle after struggle, where each and every one, they needed the supernatural hand of God. They needed the intervention of God in their lives if they were going to see victory each and every step of the way. It wasn't just this and then we're good. Because even after they defeated at the end of the book of Joshua, they had run out most of the inhabitants of the land. Then they had the test of beginning to divvy up the land. Then they had the test of prosperity. And isn't that one of the most dangerous tests that we can face? The test where everything is going well and we can begin to stop and relying on themselves. They had the test of staying true to God when the land that was dedicated to idolatry idolatry in a land where if they listened to the inhabitants of the land, the land wasn't going to produce the fruit. It wasn't going to produce the grain that they needed to live unless they worshipped these certain gods. They were going to have to face each and every struggle ahead of them. And that could be very intimidating looking it over. That could be very trying. Just like, this wasn't something... I know God can give us the victory. Because remember, the spies were saying, God has given us the land. We're excited. God has given us. God is going to do this. But now, it isn't me saying, Brother Franz, I know God can do this in Morris Park. It's them looking at it and saying, wait a second, I'm the one who's crossing over Jordan. It isn't someone else who's doing it. This is my life. This is my personal struggles. This is where I need God in my life. And it would be foolish for this group of former slaves to attempt to conquer multiple warrior groups without the supernatural intervention of God. They couldn't do it without God. They could not do it without God. And if Israel was going to be able to face the trials that lay ahead... They needed to know that God would give them the victory. They needed to trust that God was able to bring them through. And so Joshua began, says, said unto the children of Israel, verse number 9, Come hither and hear the words of the Lord your God. And Joshua said, Hereby ye shall know that the living God is among you, and that he will without fail drive out from before you the Canaanites and the rest of the people groups that you're going to be facing. That God is going to do this. The phrase living God 
is used only 14 times in the Bible. David uses it twice when he's confronting Goliath and saying, you have defied the armies of the living God. When the writers, when Joshua is using the word living God, he's saying God is the fountain of life. He's contrasting God as God, you, you have... You know that the living God is among you. In contrast to going to Canaan, they're worshiping idols. They're worshiping things that do not hear their prayers. They're worshiping things that cannot help. But you know that the living God, the God of all creation, the God of heaven is among you. And that He will, without fail, God is going to do it. You can know that God can. Know that God can. You're going to have the living God with you moving forward. And that He will without fail drive Him from you. They needed to know this as they went into the land. As they faced the Jordan River, they needed to know that the living God was among them. But looking ahead to the trials and the struggles that were going to be ahead of them. They, it would be foolish for them to attempt to enter the promised land without the living God among them. The generation before, when God told them, you're not going into the land, they say, oh, we're sorry, we're going to go up. Moses told them, don't go up because God is not among you. They said, we're going to do it anyways, we're going to go up. What happened? The Bible says that they chased them and slew them. There was a defeat For them to attempt this without the intervention of God was foolishness. There was nervousness among them. There was some fear, some trepidation, with good reason. And Israel needed to know this. They needed to know God can. Alright, that's great. We need to know that. But Joshua didn't say, just know that. Here's what he said. He said, hereby ye shall know that the living God is among you. Do you want, Israel, do you want to know how you can, you want to know why God is among you? You want to know that you can know that God is among you? That the living God, the Lord of all the earth is among you. How could they do that? How could they know the living God was among them and would give them the ultimate victory? Verse number 11. Behold, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth passes over you before into Jordan. Now therefore take you twelve men out of the tribes of Israel, out of every tribe of man, and it shall come to pass, as soon as the soles of the feet of the priest that bear the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth shall rest in the waters of Jordan, that the waters of Jordan shall be cut off from the waters that come down from above, and they shall stand upon in heap. They could know the living God was among them as they saw God's power at work in their lives today. They said, we're getting ready to cross the Jordan. You can know that God is going to fight the future battles that you cannot see. That God is going to drive out just like He promised. You can know God can because God does. You can know God can because God does. God is going to do it today. The waters are going to, as soon as the Ark of the Covenant, the thing that represented the presence of God, moved into the Jordan. He says, Jordan is going to stand up on a heap. You're going to see God work today. 
God wanted them to see His mighty power. God wanted them to learn they can depend upon Him when they followed His Word. When they acted in obedience to what God told them to do, God was going to work for them. That's what God wanted them to know. You see, verse number 14, we're going to read through the end of the chapter. And it came to pass when the people removed from their tents to pass over Jordan, and the priest bearing the ark of the covenant before the people, and as they that bear the ark were come unto Jordan, and the feet of the priest that bear the ark were dipped in the brim of the water, for Jordan overfloweth all his banks all the time of harvest. That the waters, as soon as the, as soon as the feet of the priest were dipped in the brim of the water, go to verse number 16, that the waters which came down from above stood and rose up upon in heap very far from the city, Adam, that is by Zeratan, and those that came down toward the sea of the plain, even the salt sea, failed and were cut off, and the people passed over right against Jericho. And the priests that bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the midst of Jordan, and all the Israelites passed over on dry ground until all the people were passed clean over Jordan. How could they know that the living God was among them? How could they know that the God of all the earth was with them and would give them the ultimate victory and would win their battles? By seeing God's power today. By seeing God work in their lives today. Well, how could they see God work in their lives today? They needed to follow God's Word through today's trial. Today, what was facing them was the Jordan River. It wasn't Jericho yet. It wasn't the warlike peoples. It wasn't battles. It wasn't prosperity. What was facing them was the Jordan River. But how could they know that the living God was going to be among them when they stood at Jericho? How could they know that God was going to be among them when they faced the warrior-like people? When they faced the great battles? How can we know that God is going to be among us when we go to, when Brother Franz goes to plant Morris Park Baptist Church? When we follow God's Word today, through today's trial, we see God work today, and we can know that as God works today, He's going to work tomorrow because He is the living God. He is the God of all the earth, and what He does today, He can do tomorrow, and God is showing us, He's giving us that first grade, He's giving Israel here that first grader test. Follow me today, and you're going to see me work. Follow me tomorrow, you're going to see me work. Don't follow me, you're not going to see me work. Notice that the waters did not begin to stack up on a heap. Can you, let's just picture that for a second. There's this gushing mountain snow-fed river just overflowing its banks, flooded river just pouring down the valley. And Israel's standing there. And all of a sudden, it stops. And you see the water begin to stack. That's crazy. That's what the Bible says. Stack up on a heap. It just starts piling up there. The waters. Waiting for Israel to pass over. But the waters did not stack up in a heap. They didn't stop 
until the feet of the priest touched the water. Until, it, that's what the Bible says. And it came, and the feet of the priest that bear were dipped in the brim of the water. As soon as that happened, the waters which came down from above stood and rose up upon a heap. It wasn't until they obeyed God's word that God had for them today that they saw God work. It wasn't until they took what God said, took that step of faith, that the priest bearing the Ark of the Covenant walked up to that flooding river. They said, this is what God said. They put their feet in it. It wasn't until they got their feet wet that the waters began to stack up. It wasn't until then. How many times in our lives, as we're moving forward, we, we see the battles that we need God to fight. We see what we, where we need the intervention in life. Nobody in Israel was doubting that they needed God to open up the Jordan River. And you look at your life and you say, I know I need God's intervention in my life in this. But we don't act upon what God has already told us to do. We're thinking about the great battles in the future and, boy, I need God's help down the road. But we can be sure of having the living God among us and that He will fight the battles down the road when we simply follow His Word and obey Him today. Israel would never have gotten across the Jordan River if they hadn't obeyed God's Word today. Israel would have never walked around the walls of Jericho and seen them falling down. And we're going to get to that point. I'm getting ahead of myself. They would have never seen that if they hadn't obeyed God today. It is obedience to God's Word that allows you to see the intervention of God in your life. It is the obedience to God's Word that opens the door for God to work supernaturally. Because God works God's way. God doesn't work on our time schedule. God doesn't work the way we think He should work. God is powerful. God is the living God. God is the God of all the earth. But when we don't obey Him His way, God says, I don't work that way. God wanted to open the Jordan River. God promised He would open the Jordan River. But the waters did not begin to stack up until the feet touched the water. I'm not trying to draw some mystical conclusion. I'm not trying to say, go and touch the water with your feet. No, that's not what I'm trying to say. This is what I'm simply preaching from the Word of God. They obeyed God. God worked. When we obey God, God's way, when we do it God's way, we have full access to the power of God. It isn't in our own strength. It wasn't that the priest had some special thing with it. When they touched the water, it turned to jello and they scooped it aside. No. God did a miracle as they followed God's Word today. And you know what? It wasn't just as soon as they touched and they were done. The priest bearing the Ark of the Covenant stood there in the midst of Jordan watching the water stack up and stack up and stack up. Boy, if this goes, we're going to get it. Everybody else is going across. If something got it, 
we're trusting you because if, if something doesn't happen, we're the ones who are going to get it. We're, we're here right in the middle of Jordan. And we're staying here till everybody gets across. You know what they had to do? Just keep on obeying God. And keep on obeying God. They could know that the living God was among them and would give them the ultimate victory. Joshua said, hereby you shall know that the living God is among you. By seeing God's power work today as they followed God's word through today's trial, through today's test. As we look ahead and we see what God desires us to be, God's will is to transform us into the image of His Son. It can be quite intimidating. It can be looking ahead and like seeing all the battles lying ahead of us. But you and I aren't facing the Jordan River. There are trials, struggles, the reflection in the mirror staring us right in the face. It's easy to say, we know God can do it when we're talking about Greenpoint, when we're talking about a church planner in Idaho, we're at the um, home missions conference and we're seeing, and you, you get to see other pastors stand up and church planners from all over the country. And you're like, yes, we know God can do it over there. But then you get home and you're sitting on your bed and wondering how the bills are going to make it out. Well, have you started obeying God? How can you expect God to work in your life if you haven't taken that step forward in obedience to God? Let me just apply it this way. I mentioned finances. How can you expect God to provide for you in His miraculous power if you're not even obeying Him in tithing? How can you expect God to do that? How can you expect God to work in a miraculous way in the future You're not even being faithful to church services. How can you expect God to give you the leadership that you need in your life for tomorrow when you're not obeying what He's already told you to do today? We can know the living God is among us. We can know that we have the power and God is going to give the ultimate victory As we obey God today and see Him work today, we can know God is going to be ahead of us. Israel could know that God was going to give them the ultimate victory. Why? They saw God stack up Jordan. The river stopped and they passed over on dry ground. They knew God could do it. Know God can do it. But how can you know God can do it? When you simply obey Him. One day at a time. God wants to show us. God wants to work in our lives. No, God can. It's not just blind faith saying, I know God can do it. No. God wants us to experience His power in a personal way. As we obey God each and every day. That's part of what testimony time is on Sunday nights where we praise the Lord for what God is doing in my life. As I obeyed God today, you know what I saw God do this week? As I obeyed God, we serve the living God. God can do it. 
you know, Open Door Bible Baptist Church, 15, 10, 15 years, is looking at transitioning. I'm terrified. And it, now I'm not talking about Morris Park. I'm saying, oh boy, that's me. And I need to know that the living God is with me, among us. When it says, hereby shall know that the living God is among you, he was saying, dwelling there, living there, that he's with you, he's moving with you. It wasn't that there's this hole in the center and God's just there. It's that God was dwelling with them, was moving with them. I know, I can say, I know God can do it. But you know what? How can I truly know God can do it? How can I know that the living God is going to be with us? If, if we're looking at doing that, just being honest with you, we need to know that God is in it. We need to know that God is going to give us the victory next year, the same as He's giving us right now. But I need to step forward in obedience and do what God is having, telling me to do today in my personal life. You know why? Because then I can know personally. It isn't that I'm just saying I've, I've heard about God working in the past and God's going to work in the future. No. I can know that the Lord of all the earth, that the living God, the one who is creator, is with us and is going to give the ultimate victory as I see God work Today, in today's trials, what we are facing tomorrow, when you go into the workplace tomorrow, as you obey God then, you can see God work then. You can see God work today. You can see God work tomorrow. And then whenever the struggle is that you're looking ahead at, you can say, I know God is going to give us the ultimate victory as I follow His Word. Obedience to God brings God's blessings. And as we follow God, and as we obey Him, not just, okay, whew, that water's cold. But we step in, and we obey God's Word, and we stand firm in it, and we keep on doing it. We can see God's power today. And we can know we can see God's power tomorrow, because God doesn't change. We can not only say God can, we can know God can. When we obey God's word today and see God's working in today's trials, we can look at the future with assurance and say, I know God can do that. How do you think they felt, would have felt, if they had just gotten across Jordan by themselves and walked up to Jericho? Do you think they would have had the patience to trust Joshua to walk around the city seven times. It had been a little bit like handing an algebra test to a first grader. They weren't ready for that yet. If you want to be ready for what God has for you in the future, if I want to be ready for what God has for me in the future, I need to see God work today as I obey Him today as I stay in it and obey Him step by step and follow His Word. Then when the next test comes, I can say, God has worked. I know God can do it. I've seen His power. As I obey 
His Word, when I step forward in obedience to His Word, God can do it. I'm not doing it. God can do it. We all need God's miraculous intervention in our lives. We all need to see God do mighty things in our lives. And we can see God work today as we obey Him through today's trials. We can know that God can. That God can do it. Whatever the trial is you're facing, God can. How do we know? See Him work today. See Him work tomorrow. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank You for today. We thank You for Your Word. I just pray that You would um, speak to our hearts, Lord, that You would convict us where we have not been obeying You, where we have not been following You, Lord, that we would get on board, Lord, that we would do what You would tell, tell us to do so we can see You work today, so we can know that You're working tomorrow. In Jesus' name I pray. Now just take a moment before we um, begin our regular time of